welcome back. Uh, podcast number 22. Um, it's getting kind of serious, Wonder Boy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, Ben's back here with me recording this. I'm uh, on my computer right now trying to bring up um, a couple things and bringing up our YouTube channel. Um, because I, I, there's something I want to talk about this week. Um, not necessarily a question. Um, more of a, just a, a in-general conversation. Ben, how come I can't find our thing here? Uh, you got to sign in. Um, so I'm signing into our YouTube page right now. And the reason I am is because we are we have a new project um, that we are... That we just launched. Uh, we just started it last week. Did we yeah, start last week? So we've been recording it now for over a week, probably going on about, it'll be two weeks, I think, like Tuesday maybe is when we first started it. Um, so it's it's called Cody Go Back. And the idea behind it was uh, it's not Live with Spry. It's it, it li- If you're not familiar with Live with Spry, Live with Spry was something that we did um, Spry just turned two in December, so she's almost two and a half now. Uh, her first probably year, um, solid year, we basically recorded um, her training live, and it was real informal, and we did it uh, via Facebook. And so we took all these videos. I think there's 130 some of them. We took all these videos and we compiled them into one YouTube channel, and we call it Live with Spry. Um, I think there's a ton of value if you're a listener and you've got a puppy. I think there's a ton of value in it. I think the thing you got to be careful of is whenever somebody does something like this, um, we did it with Live with Spry, and, and we get, I think it's helped a lot of people. The The thing about it is not everybody has Spry. <clears throat> so Spry is different than Ellie, who's different than Taylor, is different than Cody, is different than every dog I've trained. So some things went similar, some things went extremely different. Um, but we got to show that with Spry. So I do think there's a ton of value in seeing it, but don't like think that your dog is a mirrored image. Go, Cody Go Back is a series that we started because, so Cody is a dog that I trained. You probably recognize her if you follow any of our stuff. Um, she was with me last year. She hunted last, she just turned two. Actually had second birthday this weekend. She's Tito's sister. I trained Tito. That was a dog that, um, that you may have seen for, for some time um, that we've shared a lot about his training. Um, Cody is a lot different than him. Um, just their personalities, they're litter mates, but boy, they're different. So it goes to show, you know, just because they're not all the same, even out of the same litter with the same genetic makeup. But Cody, one of the things that we've had a lot of questions on is, um, Cody was trained as a gun dog. Um, she's, she does duck hunting, she does waterfall stuff. She also is an upland dog and her owner, um, got into upland hunting with her pretty big time last year, I would say. I think they shot over 750 birds, uh, flushed and retrieved over her, um, started late in the season. Uh, it was a game farm, um, primarily where they hunted, but they, I would say probably December-ish and through March. Um, so she got a lot of bird exposure. She was old enough. Um, she was far enough along in her training. She was at that point, she was a, over a year and a half, um, closer to probably like a year and eight or nine months. So that's just the pace that she had. Now, last fall, she went to Canada in September um, against kind of my, my um, not against my wishes, I guess, but uh, their owner is a, are good friends of ours. We've trained four dogs for him over the years. Um, 
they he wanted to take the dog and I was hesitant. And so we got her prepared enough to go. But when she went, I told him, I don't know that I'd even make a retrieve with her. I don't know that she's ready. She's ready for gunfire. She's ready for steadiness. Um, I told him for the first day, don't bring your gun. I said, just handle your dog. Um, make a retrieve maybe with her on a duck. But she wasn't quite ready to pick up a giant Canadian goose. Um, so she went up there. Um, she, she did okay. Um, he came back, I think, disappointed. Um, but I think he maybe was more disappointed in the idea of she probably wasn't ready to go, which is what I told him. And so I don't think it's, you know, it didn't hurt her. She was prepared for it enough. But so she came back and I brought her back in and I said, I, I want to see her through the next month or two. Um, we shot some ducks over her. She did real well. Um, by the end of the duck season here in Wisconsin, she was doing pretty well. Um, not done by any means, but nice dog. Went back home, and then they flushed with her. I mean, they flushed a ton of pheasants and retrieved, picked a lot of birds. So she had a lot of bird exposure, and her confidence went through the roof upland. So I'm just giving you kind of background on this dog. Now, she's come back because she is going to be a gun dog. And we're, I, th I thought I saw someone say we're 100, I don't know how many days, it can't be that far. How many days September is? August, we got July, August, September probably 90 days away, something like that. So you're gonna, we're going to be able to sh start shooting some doves, and there's an early teal season. and <clears throat> So we're going to be able to get back to some hunting stuff in three months, three and a half months. So I need to have her ready um, for that, and it, the timing will be perfect. She'll be two and a half years old. Um, you can say that that's too old. I think it's perfect. Um, I'm not in a rush with anything. And so when my dogs get in the field, they're going to be ready. Uh, regardless of how old they are. It's preparation that, that needs to take place, and some of that stuff takes maturing. They just have to get a little bit older. So I get off on a tangent there for a long time, but back to Cody, she needs to handle. So she needs to be able to go back. She needs to be able to go left. She needs to be able to go right. She needs to be able to work off the whistle. Um, prior to her going, she's sitting to the whistle pretty well. So when she came back in, we didn't, we weren't starting from scratch. She sat to the whistle well. We had to firm that up a little bit. We still do. Um, but we started in on, on, on handling her to go back. And so we started recording it because I've had a lot of people ask questions about, you don't have it in any of your videos, because don't, we don't have a gun dog video, we don't have a, a bird dog video. Um, and so handling comes into play. Um, some people call it directions, direct, directional training. <clears throat> I just call it handling, but um, we don't have anything formally out there. So, uh, but I, I've done it with, all my personal dogs and we do it with a lot of dogs and and we train dogs that are not just deer stuff we a lot of them are going to do deer stuff plus so um the gun dog work has to be built into it the same foundation is necessary to do all of it so it actually is pretty simple that way but we decided because um ben is back uh, with us for the summer and through the fall and so we said let's let's record it um, we'll put it out as a YouTube series similar to Live with Spry. It's probably nicer than Live with Spry because it's edited a little bit better. Ben's running two cameras on it, so he's getting different angles. Live with Spry was done with a cell phone. So uh, the quality has moved up as far as production. Uh, we'll see if the content value goes up. But I do think it's going to be pretty good, and I think it's going to be valuable. Um, so we to get catch you up to speed, we just filmed uh, one of them this morning. And... 
one, some of the things that are really standing out to me, and I think these are just things that I'm just going to talk about um, because it may or may not apply to you and your dog, but they are things that are standing out and are noteworthy for me um, with Cody. And part of it is when she came back in, we just really had to get back to um, some foundational things and firm things up. Her control is really good. If you don't have a really good control of your dog, you can't do this. Um, because at a distance, when bumpers are starting to get involved and birds are starting and dummies are involved, all of a sudden the, the dog's control, if it's not with you, your, your session is going to be a, a, just a, a mess. Um, you won't gain in, anything out of it. It'll turn into a very frustrating process. So this is control at, at distance. This is control completely off lead. Um, so heel work sets up a lot of these drills. And if you don't have heel work, you can't even do the drills. So you can't be messing around with stuff, um, from a training standpoint, that's foundational at this point, this is a little bit further down the road, but we've put in a good amount of work with this dog. She comes back right out the bat, right, right out of the gate, right off the bat. When we started out, one of the things that she ran into was lining. When I say lining, I mean sending her on a line. I want her to be able to line out as a duck dog and trust me that there's something at the end and run a straight line. And then I can handle you if we get offline a little bit. So lining has to be there first where she'll just, she'll run straight for us. We ran into a big issue with Cody where she had a distance that she would take a straight line and then stop and hunt. And it was short, way too short for what we're going to be doing. Uh, it was 25 yards or less. Now, frustrating um, because if you get into that situation, you, you got to re realize your dogs get conditioned to distance. So if you throw something the same distance every time, they just inherently believe and understand it becomes a habit of theirs to take 17 steps. And then when I'm there, there's a bumper. So they run so far and then they hunt. Well, that's the habit she's gotten into. Um, she hasn't been with me for six months. And so the retrieving she's done has been limited. Um, I don't think they do a ton of retrieving with her. Um, when they do, it's not tra long trailing memories. Um, so that's how we're fixing this right now. We're extending her line. We're lengthening her out. I call it stretching them out. Uh, if you start handling the dog too much, they start to pop, which they, means they run out and they turn around and look for help. If they don't need help, they shouldn't turn around and look for help. Um, but dogs will get in the habit of that. Um, I ran into it with Taylor uh, in the past. I run into it with other dogs in the past. So one of the ways I, I kind of balance that is I stretch them out really long distances that are super straight, easy retrieves that they can visually see. But we're talking hundreds and hundreds of yards. Um, this spring, I ran Taylor nearly uh, a half a mile on a straight line retrieve down the road because I wasn't going to help her. Uh, she had to I had to line her, send her with enthusiasm, and she had to run it all the way down and pick it up. She knew it was there. It's just she got in the habit of running out and turning around and looking for help, and she didn't need it. So with Cody, I had to do that. Now, you don't start out at a half a mile. You start out at, if she's used to running 35, 40 yards, I stretched it out to 55, 60 yards, maybe not even that much, 50 yards, then 75, then 100. But we need to do it repeatedly with repetitive consistency to start getting the dog to understand when you send them on a line, you got to run, just go. And we make it easy. It's visual. Uh, we're using bright white dummies to start out with. 
um, we're in short grass, so when they run out, they see the they see the lot, they see the mark, they see the the actual physical bumper there. Um, so we did that with her. The other thing that came into play was, and I, so I'm not so upset about it by any means. And and I think that's a key that I'm taking away from this too is, um, you know, you have to stay pretty level headed. You have you can't get frustrated because there's been a lot of times where I've been frustrated, and with this dog in particular, she'll shut down. So. If you get down on her, she's done. So she's just real sensitive, and that's okay. I like that. But so what I, what I ran into was I realized, you know, for one of the things that happened when she went, and I pheasant hunted with her. Um, I went with, with her owner, and one of the issues that they had was um, range. Um, she got, as she got confident and got bold in, the, in, this, in these strips of sorghum and this, this different cover, and the cover got worse as the winter went on and the birds ran more and all this stuff she got had this habit where she extended her range a bit because the temptation was there and there wasn't as good a cover to hold her tight you get her in thick cover boy she held tight and she worked thoroughly but you get into real sparse cover and she realized there's nothing here there's nowhere for a bird to be she started pushing her 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 range a little bit further than what what i like out beyond the gun um so we my uh, her owner and i discussed you got to stay in constant contact with her. Um, we don't use collars. So a flat collar, shock collar, any type of collar. We don't put collars on the dogs in the field. So, or in training for that matter, we use a little slip collar uh, for, for heel work. But so when we had the dog out, I told him, I said, you got to stay in contact with her. You got to stay with her. Don't let her get so far that the static gets too much in between you and her and she fades out. And all of a sudden she's over the hill and starts going to you know getting away from you distance wise so we had to work on her checking back into her range um through this pheasant season through this late pheasant season well her range we didn't want beyond 30 yards and so if we could control it we made sure she didn't get rewarded beyond much beyond 30 yards rewarded being flush rewarded being a retrieve so we worked really hard to get this dog to work within this distance, and now I'm asking this dog to go way beyond that distance. There is a distinct difference. There's an on-off of this range, because she's out free-quartering and casting um, for pheasant. She's under complete control and heel position for this gun dog work. So there's a total different scenario. I'm not, so she has to realize you can get beyond that 30-yard distance on a line. In fact, you need to. And we're asking you to, and we're going to stay in control with it, but it's different than a quartering and casting within gun range for flushing. Um, so that's part of the thing. I'm, I'm training something now that she, we kind of worked against in the fall to make sure she had the range. It's easier for me to extend a dog's range than it is to reel them in. So no issues, but I had to, I had to recognize and be aware of that and understand why is she doing what she's doing. Now with some of her lining, we're extending, we did some long trailing memories. If you watch the series, you're going to see that. Um, but then the other thing is now we started with these backs. So her, her stop to the whistle has to be really good. Uh, her control has to be her, the ability to, um, avoid distraction and temptation has to be really good. Cause I got bumpers out at a distance and, and nothing in between me and her. Uh, and and the, me and those bumpers except her. And so the 
that part of it has to be there. Her confidence needs to be there, when, and, and she's a thinker. And when you watch these videos, if, if you watch these YouTube videos, you're gonna realize how much she thinks because you literally can see her processing stuff in her head. Um, and she think about it, and then I'll have to reaffirm it with a good or a na-na-na-na-na or a whatever it is if it's not good. So we're, we're real involved with this process. Um, it's a real finessing process. We really got to get to the point where we get them understanding um, when's too much, when's too little. And with her, it's building her confidence. And, and I'm starting to see her body language change. It took about four or five days just to get her to settle in. We didn't accomplish much except we worked to build confidence when she first came home. Confidence with me, just as trusting me as a handler. So now the um, thing that we're doing with her now is I'm seeing that confidence. I'm seeing the boldness in her tail. Um, another real fine detail that really stood out to me this weekend, and I, I used it this morning and I misread it a couple times, um, is when you line the dog, you have to understand reading their face like i'm reading her face and how it connects to her shoulders and when i say that it's i can point sometimes i can point out over the top of a dog and send them and just get them in the right direction and they'll take a straight line they'll go they'll, there's no hesitation a lot of enthusiasm boom they go and they go hard uh she doesn't she holds her head kind of half cocked i gotta really line her and i gotta make sure her eyes lock in and she physically will move um, forward, and then I can send her. And if I don't, she's gonna run out that 25, 30, 30 yards and, and start to hunt. It's a big difference, and I'm able to read it and see it. Um, I have to recognize it and be patient enough with it to not send her until the moment is exactly right. So if you watch the videos, I'm gonna start talking about it more because it's, it's become very clear to me. I probably overlooked it. It was something I wasn't, I had all these other things I was looking for early on in these go back sessions and I just overlooked it. It's part of the problem. So now I, I recognize it. It's just another thing on my checklist in my mind of before I send the dog, I got to believe in it. And the problem is, and so the fix to that is, is if they don't have the line, if they don't visually lean, she leans into it physically. If she doesn't do that, I say, no, I take a step forward or I take five steps forward and I help her cheat her to the, to the direction of where that fall is. Um, I, I've cut it in half. I've gone from 60, 70 yards to cut it to 30 yards before she really focused and I sent her because I don't want to send her and have her fade, send her and fade, send her and fade, send her and fade. You do that three, four times and then she finally gets the bumper. 75% of those sends didn't work. 25% did. Which one is the more, stronger habit? So I want to make it so that it's always going to be a straight line out to the fall, to the bumper or the dummy and straight back so and she's running we've we've run into a couple other things it's an interesting series um i recommend you check it out it's on our youtube channel uh our youtube channel is dog bone hunter and we're going to continue with it i don't know how long it'll take um we're not even close to going right or left yet we're still going back we're still extending our lines we're still firming up with some of the some of the real core basic things that have to happen um, before we can get too wild. But we are to the point now where I've seen a light bulb turn on and it, it's clicked. And it's actually in other drills that are not backcast related. Uh, I'm working with her on other stuff. And all of a sudden she will turn around because she hunted short or, she, or something came up. And 
I'll, she'll turn around for help. I'll stop her to the whistle and I'll go get back. And she goes back for me and makes the pick. So we're, we're just to the point now where she understands it, I think, enough. The light bulb has clicked enough that we may end up being able to apply it, actually, to some of our real drills that are going on out in the field. So kind of exciting. Uh, we're right at that crossroads right now. So I really recommend checking it out, um, our YouTube channel. And there's a bunch of other stuff on there, too. But um, that's it for this, this, what was it, episode 22, right? 22. Nice short one. Um, kind of giving you a recap of one of the projects that we'll be working on hard, um, and not really working on hard, but working on consistently throughout this summer and into the fall as necessary. She's a real sharp dog. I think it'll click real quickly for her when it does. Um, we'll continue to move forward. But uh, Cody Go Back is the name of it. Reason is because we say go back. That's what we tell them. Go back, go back, go back. So uh, when they go right and left, we'll be telling them to go out. Um, but we're going to get there when we get there. So thanks again for all of your support. We really appreciate you um, listening to this. If you would do us the favor, please um, rate the podcast if you like it. If you don't like it, I'd prefer if you didn't. But uh, if, if you would rate it and if you'd subscribe. Um, the other thing to recommend subscription-wise would be on our YouTube. If you subscribe to our YouTube channel... I mean, you can go there and look at it anytime you want, but if you subscribe to our YouTube channel, you'll get updates. So as soon as something gets um, posted new, I actually think you get an email about it or something. Email don't you? or a notification. Email or a notification, depending on how you have, want it. But that way you will be able to keep up to date. Our plan or our goal is because we are filming Cody Go Back and we're, a, we're several days ahead with our filming. So we, we will be launching them probably daily. Yeah. Um, I think it's important that you keep up that, that, that whoever's following it keeps up with it real regularly. Yeah. Day four will go up today. Day four is going to go today, and we're actually like, I don't know, we're into 10 or 11. So we've got about a week ahead um, of recordings of what we actually done. But it's, it's relatively real time. So um, we, you know, message, if you have questions on it, I think this is something that we're not doing live because it's just not reception, and we're just not doing it live like we, we did live with Spry. Um, but there, it is interactive. It can be interactive, I think, um, because it's so literally so close when we post it to when it was actually happening. So it's a, it's damn near live. So, um, take a look, check that out. Let us know what you think. Um, if you have questions, continue to send them. We've got a couple questions. We're going to record a couple podcasts, I think today. Um, and some of them are going to be based off of some questions, uh, through Facebook and Instagram. Those are always great ways to get a hold of us. Uh, but thank you again, uh, for listening. We, we truly appreciate your support. Um, these are things that, that we, we find, I, I find value in them. I hope you're finding value in them. Um, but we're going to keep doing them. And, and the only reason we do them is because we see the feedback and we, we understand that, they are helping people out. So thank you. Uh, we appreciate it. And we'll talk with you again soon.